0: Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast episode number one. Uh, so we are here today, I, Jamie Battaglia, and my co-host, Ryan Silvestro. We're here to talk to you about Dynasty Fantasy Football um, and bring you some unique content and uh, give our thoughts on uh, the state of Dynasty, uh, the state of our home Dynasty League, and Just thoughts and opinions on how to improve your process and your rosters in your leagues. Um, Before we get into all of that, a brief introduction of myself. My name's Jamie. I've been playing fantasy football for over 20 years now. Been in dynasty leagues for the last 12. Uh, Typically do 8 to 10 managed leagues per year. Uh, About half of those the last few years have been dynasty Um, I like to consume as much Dynasty and Fantasy content as I can, especially in the off-season when there's not as much going on. It helps me stay prepared and on top of my game for each upcoming season. Um, And that is myself, and I'll hand it over to Ryan.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jamie. So as Jamie said, my name is Ryan. A little bit of background on me uh, for Fantasy purposes. I have not played in or I've not played quite as long as Jamie probably has, about 15 years. Uh, all different types of leagues. I think at this point primarily Dynasty, but Keeper Leagues, um, you know, regular formatted, formatted leagues, PPR, half PPR, non-PPR, um, salary cap leagues. So kind of been around the the fantasy world a little bit, for lack of a better term. But um, I have won a couple championships Uh, I think Jamie actually holds the title right now, just in general, of of the amount of championships between us. Um, Although, fun fact, uh, this current, our home base league, per se, is I'm the current champion of that league. Um, I think Jamie has two, I have two, and a few other teams have two, but we will eventually get to that. Um, So that's just a little bit about me, and I'll hand it back over to Jamie.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Um, Brief note, uh, so the name of our podcast, Dynasty on the Lake, uh, we are both from Cleveland area, Uh, In Ohio here, Uh, Cleveland obviously gets the unfortunate nickname of Mistake on the Lake sometimes. So we kind of did a little spin on that with our podcast name and uh, called it Dynasty on the Lake. So just a little tidbit on how we came up with the name of our podcast. Uh, So the focus for our show, uh, as we mentioned, will be mainly Dynasty uh, fantasy football discussion and based Um, what we want to do that's a little unique that not many other shows might do is often uh, frequently reference our home dynasty league uh, and that will kind of be the basis for a lot of our discussion and the ideas that we get for discussion um, we'll we'll review trades and some roster situations and things that can be done there um, and then not only will we discuss those things in a vacuum we'll kind of try to apl- explain the principles behind that and how that can apply to another league. And then additionally, down the road, um, we'll go back and do a review of these trades. So say a, tra- a trade happens right now, maybe mid-season, we'll uh, look back at that and see how's that, is, how that particular trade can be working out for either team, um, kind of refer back to what we thought at the time and see how that may have changed based on whatever may have happened. Um, But we kind of want to build the story of our home dynasty league here as the basis of our show and then expand on that and
1: how that will apply elsewhere to your own leagues. Um, Um, And if I can add one thing to that, I think, uh, as Jamie said, the storyline is important. Uh, I think particularly pertaining to our league and the relationships amongst all of us, I think for the most part, all of us have been friends for, you know, almost 20 years at this point uh and i think just understanding the dynamic between your league mates and the other owners is very important and i think uh just having a a home-based league like this to reference and just kind of see you know how those relationships uh change and and you know how they're formed in a league like this i think that's something that you know could be interesting to talk about so Mm -hmm. i'll hand it back to you i didn't mean to interrupt oh you're good
0: all right so today's show uh We'll start by going over some of our home league settings in the history of our league, give you some background on that. Um, Ryan's going to talk about some of the different owner types we have in our league and some of the relationships, how we manage those as it relates to fantasy football. Uh, We'll give you kind of a status update on where our teams currently are at within our dynasty league. Uh, I know Ryan already mentioned he is the defending champ right now of our league. Then, after that, uh, we will do a rookie mock draft. We actually have our uh, Dynasty League rookie draft coming up this weekend. Um, So, perfect timing for that. We'll give uh, Ryan and I will go back and forth, do a mock draft, and give our thoughts on each selection there as well. All right, so a little history of our Home Dynasty League. Uh, We are going into year 10 of our league. Uh, Over that time span, we have had a team become an orphan only three times, which speaks to the longevity and the lack of turnover we have in ownership, which, of course, is great for any league to not have to search for a new owner every year. I know some of the other dynasty leagues I've been in, we have almost one, you know, almost have an orphan, have an orphan almost every year. Uh, That can be frustrating. That can delay the start of your season. And it just hurts the league overall when you have too much turnover. Uh, Our league is a 12-team league. uh, PPR scoring. It is a one-quarterback league. Start two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, and two flexes. Uh, No super flex. Uh, And we still do have a kicker spot in our starting lineups. We've tried to vote that out a few times, I think, now.
1: Uh, yeah, quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, we just have some owners uh, refusing to let go of the kicker spot, so we still do have a kicker. Uh, one thing that's unique about our league, we have a dynasty pot. Um, and the first team to win three championships is the winner of that dynasty pot. Uh, we currently have four teams, I believe it is, at two championships each. Uh, so after nine completed seasons, so yeah, we have five different teams that have won a championship. Four of those have two. If any of those four teams with two are to win a championship next, they would take down the entire Dynasty Pot. Uh, the way we build up that Dynasty Pot, we take an eighth of the total entry fees for that year, for each season, I'm sorry, and build that into what uh, the Dynasty Pot. Additionally, we have some transaction fees. Those are smaller a uh, dollar or two per trade in season and free agent edition after, I believe it's five free ones that everybody gets in season. So that builds up to the Dynasty Pot and, and how we get there and how we win that. Um, am I missing any settings, Ryan? That, that
1: sounds pretty... Pertinent to our No, I think that sounds like most of... Uh, that's pretty all-encompassing, I think, of the settings. So um, I don't have anything to add to that. I think you have pretty much touched on the settings.
0: Okay uh ryan let's talk about some of the owner types and some of those relationships we have in the league
1: yeah so owner types and and then those different types of teams that you come across in a dynasty league i think are very important um i personally i think that contributes to a lot of the fun in the league when you have obviously active owners uh different personalities of owners um and just you know kind of different dynamics between you know yourself and an owner you know, yourself and another owner, or even, you know, when those two owners potentially come across one another. So, um, our league particularly, I think has, uh, I think we have mostly active owners. I can think of one or two that maybe have been inactive, although I think I just told you uh, a couple minutes ago that the one guy finally reached out to me about a trade. Um, but, so we definitely have, uh, mostly active owners. Um, and I would say, you know, everybody values players differently, which I think is interesting. Um, you, that, that's going to make for an interesting rookie draft, hopefully. Um, hoping a couple guys fall to me because people value guys differently. Um, but just generally, I think it makes it more fun to have active owners, owners with personality, owners who may, you know, kind of troll you for lack of a better word here and there, or, you know, where you can just kind of, you know, kind of talk smack to each other, um, you know, each week and, you know, have those rivalries. I know I have a, a couple rivalries with, uh. A couple different league owners, mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't it's not necessarily because their their team's very good or my team's very good, it's because of those relationships that we've built and maybe those trades we've made and so um different types of relationships uh, you know I already said active and inactive, I think we also have uh owners with uh different who maybe might might have a more extroverted uh personality maybe more willing to talk to you i think. Uh, maybe more willing to get deals done. You have some introverted owners who maybe it takes a different approach to kind of uh, start that conversation about something, uh, usually a trade or, or something along those lines. Um, I think we also have, you know, owners with fun personalities. I think we like to, we, you know, we'll stay away from, you know, politics and current events, but I think we a lot of us like to razz each other. So we have owners with interesting team names or owners that, uh, I, I'm guilty of this, uh, having different message topics each year where we, you know, maybe uh, go after other owners all in good fun and, and we kind of razz each other. So I think that makes for a much better league. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Jamie. No, yeah, I,
0: I completely agree. Like, all, all the razzing, all, all the fun fun things like that, that helps with our longevity, I feel like. That makes the league more interesting, you know, especially for those teams who, you know, maybe in a bad stretch, their dynasty league or their dynasty team, where they're in the middle of a rebuild, they're not. You know, they know they're not going to be winning for a couple of years. That's a little more excitement to it. it. Gives them something else to kind of look forward to as their team rebuilds. Um, and going back to the activity as well, like that, that that makes a huge difference, especially in the off season. Uh, you know, it's not the most active league. You know, most leagues aren't that active right after the NFL season ends and the Super Bowl is over. Usually there's a, a dull stretch until the NFL draft there. But once we get the NFL draft, we start to get an idea uh, of rookie draft projections where people might go. That's really when I feel like the activity starts to pick up in our league more.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think, uh, you know, obviously I think I stay in touch with a few more owners than, than some others just because of, of the friendships that we have it, with each other and, uh, the one thing I will say, you know, the difference in owners, I think, especially in the beginning, I think this has since faded, but you know, the level of, of competency, I think, you know, there was, you know, novice, you mm-hmm. know, maybe like intermediate fantasy football skill level all the way to like, you know, more, you know, advanced. um And that seems to have leveled out a bit. I, I will say that, you know, we have some owners who make their, you know, mock their drafts constantly or create their own rankings and we have other other owners who you know and a a Mm. couple are guilty of this where they just you you, they print off somebody else's rankings and that's what they say too they google
0: something the day out of the draft yeah (laughs) so you
1: kind of almost have an idea if you can figure out what rankings they're using you know who they're taking but uh yeah so i I think that's very important to to the league i think that's one reason our league's been successful and, and hopefully hopefully as we go through this each each week you you know, everyone listening can kind of get an idea of mm-hmm. the different personalities and, and what makes a, a fantasy league fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, just, we did see a lot of growth within our
0: league too, as you kind of alluded to there. We Most of us, when we started this league 10 years ago, um I had only been doing Dynasty a couple of years. I know a lot of the other owners, this was their first Dynasty league, so...
1: I had never done a Dynasty league, so yeah. I... Mean, I, I I had previously played fantasy football, but I really didn't care much for rookies or really. Well. I mean, this has really forced me to watch college football. I think a lot more than I have, and mm-hmm. and be engaged with incoming rookies. So, yeah, yeah. I, I've probably come a long way.
0: Yeah, you have, and a number of owners have. Just if you, if we go back and look at some of the trades nine, ten years ago, compared to you know a, a similar trade now, we would probably laugh at how bad some of those trades were or, or roster decisions and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I feel like the whole league has grown together throughout the process of this league
1: yes and i will say this and maybe maybe this might be something we talk about down the road have you noticed that not to go too far off topic that about like five or six of our owners have free agents that have been free agents on their team for two three years now
0: i did notice a couple of those yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: that may be a topic we eventually get into you just made me think about that now but uh yeah We'll have to figure out a way to talk about that because I was shaking my head looking at some of these yeah, teams. Yeah, I, I think
0: Todd Gurley is still on a roster. Yeah, um, uh, a couple other guys is, like that.
1: Is it Wes Welker may still be on a roster? Uh, I don't know about that. I that might not. be a little too much. He's I been out of not. the
0: league for years. <laughs>
1: uh, Todd Gurley definitely is. There was a couple others. Somebody may even have had a free agent kicker. I should have done my research before we did this because I could have pointed out some interesting yeah, free agents <laughs> that are still out there.
0: Yeah, uh, topic for another time for sure. Uh, there, uh, that shows there is still room for more growth within our league. Uh, Those would probably be the one, our,
1: uh, our uh, aren't.
0: Our rosters are somewhat deep. We have a thirty man roster, but uh, yeah, some of these free agents still on rosters. Uh,
1: absolutely, a topic for another time. That's yeah. Something I thought was interesting because <laughs> I was looking at that yesterday.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's talk about our current teams and where we are within the league. Um, I'll start. Uh, My team does have two championships in this league. One of the four teams with two. Um, My team's a little older right now. So I am going in win now mode, trying to get that third championship to take down the dynasty pot we talked about. Um, Some of my key players that are older, Travis Kelsey, Derek Henry, Devontae Adams. I have Aaron Jones and Adam Thielen who are both aging as well. Uh, So my team is older. I do have Josh Allen uh, as my quarterback, Actually, I have Justin Herbert as a quarterback as well. Currently trying to trade him as we are just a one QB league. There's not too much value in holding two top five quarterbacks. So trying to get some help elsewhere by trading Herbert um, and basically doing anything I can to sell out to win now. You know, all my draft picks, I'm trying to trade those. Yeah, whatever I have to do to get that third championship is kind of where I'm at with my team right now. Uh, Ryan. Let's hear about your team. Uh, a bit. So
1: I think a, a similar and yet different to what you said. So I am the current league champion of last year. That did bring me up to two. Um, it was a bit of a Cinderella run, but we can we can get into that uh, potentially on another podcast. But um, I I didn't feel uh, that I was going to be competitive down the road due to injuries, and uh, made some trades, and so now you know I have a couple uh, studs that you might build around. Um, A.J. Brown being one, um, Austin Eckler, Patrick Mahomes, um, looking good there. I also have four first-round picks, so I have 8, 9, 10, and 12 of the first round. Uh, so I'm probably going to be – I might have a little bit more to say about our rookie draft, uh, a little bit more commitment mm-hmm. there. Um, and then a couple second-round picks, a couple thirds, fourth-round picks. Um, so my team – I'm sitting there kind of similar to Jamie. Um, I want to win this year. You know, the point of this is to win that – that dynasty pot and get to three first. So um, regarding like any any trades or uh, being a bit more aggressive, you know, potentially some overpays here and there, Um, haven't found too many buyers on those first round draft picks. So uh, I will be probably using all of those in this weekend's draft. But um, yeah, so I think we're, Jamie's team's a little bit older, mine's a little bit younger but we're kind of, I mean, I think you have mm. maybe just a couple draft picks.
0: Yeah. I just have three ten. I think it is. So, so not, you won't be as not very, act- Inla- yeah. Uh, I have a couple offers out with Justin Herbert where I might get some earlier draft picks back, but okay. uh, currently only a third round pick. So not too involved at this point.
1: So, yeah. So I think, uh, my strategy is, is probably similar to yours and that we we want to win. So we're trying to play for this year and we'll have to see how it goes. But, uh, Rookie draft super important for me this weekend.
0: So, you referenced your Cinderella run last year. I just want to quickly I touch. To this, yes. I just pulled up your winning lineup from the championship last year. Mahomes, okay. uh You started Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle at running back. Wow. They got you wow. a combined thirty three points they,
1: they got in the championship.
0: Yeah. You started Braxton Barrios. who got you 28 points and you I believe you picked him up off the waiver wire. I will be quite honest. Day. I
1: didn't know <laughs> other than his name sounded like Cheerios, and I picked him up, but I will be quite honest with you. I think I read something that he was he was starting for whatever reason. Yeah, I think Elijah like, Moore was hurt he at went the time. Down, and that's why. I yeah. Um mm-hmm. lucky. Yeah, definitely lucky there.
0: <laughs> you at Monra St. Brown had that's you hey, know that he strong finish. You got you got you 38 points. Crazy
1: production. I don't yeah. think you can fault him. I wasn't sitting him, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. I I don't blame you there, and then you had AJ Brown, Amari Cooper, get you only sixteen points. But yeah, I isn't mean, that weird? the rest of your team blew up. I mean, Fire Meats got you seven, so and you won by forty points in the
1: championship, so it wasn't even close. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit of luck. I think maybe to add a little context to that, I believe I traded away Devonte Adams, Delvin Cook, Mark Andrews, and yeah, James, yeah, yeah, James Connor. Um, yeah, I, you traded me Adams. I, yeah. Yeah, and well, still, well, that'll be a good trade to look back at because I don't know how I feel about that right now. Um,
0: would yeah, I think you got Jerry a first Judy seconds in Judy. A first, I think. Yeah, one ten and two
1: ten. seconds. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, you know, obviously at that point he was playing for Green Bay. Now he's on the Raiders. I don't know if that's does yeah. too much damage to his stock, but it's you know
0: he's aging as his situation. You know, going from Rogers. Well, I think
1: I made it into so again for context. I think I made it. I had a seven. It was seven and six to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I what think happened? you snuck in. So uh, last as definitely was trying to uh, offload towards the end there. So and then it's still sometimes
0: the rare scenario where you sell and you still is win. Luck.
1: You know, sometimes <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Yeah, there there is a component of that, and you definitely had that in full effect last year.
1: So uh, yeah, that's uh, I guess that's a bit about our teams and yeah, you know we can move on to.
0: Yeah, let's talk about uh, the upcoming rookie draft. All right, so for the uh, the rookie draft in our league, that's coming up. Actually, starts tomorrow. We're filming this on the twelfth. Yeah, tomorrow morning starts our slow draft for the rookie draft in our league. Uh, I know you have a third of the first round, so I know you've been looking forward to this, Ryan. Um, today, though, we wanted to just do a quick rookie mock draft for the first round. Ryan and I will go back and forth, make our picks why we like why we made the pick we made, uh, and just some of our thoughts on these players that are going in the first round here. Um, so I'll go ahead and start this off with 1.01. Uh, easy selection here, Brees Hall. He should be a workhorse back for the Jets for years to come. Uh, they do have Michael Carter there, but he was more built for pass catching, change of pace role. Uh, he was just a fourth-round pick last year. Uh, I don't see him eating much into Brees Hall's workload. Uh, maybe maybe the, to start the season he does, but by midseason I would imagine Brees Hall is becoming a workhorse for that team, getting seventy plus seventy percent plus snap share. Um, yeah, I, I think he's the real deal, and he should be the short fire one point oh one in all rookie drafts.
1: Any 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 negatives you can think? Of? I mean, it, I know that's tough. He would be at one point oh one as well. Um, I think the only negative that comes to the, is, is he's playing for the Jets, but I don't know that's true. Sense. I, I don't know that that's enough to... A, a lot of now. times
0: I feel like good running backs are on bad teams. Um,
1: yeah, I could see that. Okay, I
0: definitely have noticed that over the years. There, there, they, you can definitely be a top five running back and be on a bad team in the NFL. Um, one thing, I know people on Twitter have been you know, clamoring over this this week. The Jets released their initial depth chart, and Reese Hall was third on there. I wouldn't worry a thing about that. A lot of teams do that with rookies on their initial depth charts.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can spend the big <laughs> right. on him to leave him on your bench. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know there's been some chatter over Twitter. If that, if that allows you to buy low on him a little bit, just go ahead and try it. But yeah, people uh, were overreacting to that news, I feel like, this week.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you that he would be my 1.01. Uh, I don't have any... Um all my picks, I believe we've already mentioned are to the later rounds, so I don't have too much to say about Brees Hall other than, you know, I know I'm not gonna be able to get him. Uh, my one at the one point oh two I'd be taking Drake London, uh, the wide receiver out of USC. Uh, I know from our time in the Dynasty League I've always been partial to big bodied uh, uh-huh. receivers. Fast. I don't know if he actually ran the forty. I didn't see a forty time for an official forty time for him. I don't think he did
0: at the combined.
1: Uh but I know he's six four. And I know he is fast enough, Um, so I definitely like him. Uh, I like where he went. Um, I definitely think there's a lot of targets over there in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you can make a case that he'll do really well over next with Kyle Pitts over there, two big-bodied guys, pass catchers to, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, help the co- the quarterback. I think it's Marcus Mariota, who's the starter over there right now. He
0: should be the starter. Maybe Desmond Ritter gets in there, but I don't think the quarterback of the future is on the roster.
1: I'd, I'll be quite honest with you. I don't love either of those guys, but uh, like you said, I think, you know, whether that's next year or the year after, if they go find their guy um, in the draft or even bring somebody in a free agency. Um, I really like Drake London there. I know there's a couple other uh, good receivers that could potentially go there as well. Um for me I've always been uh kind of uh I'm not risk adverse. I wanna take on risk and go for those home run type players. I think Drake London has that. Um I don't think there's much risk involved compared
0: to the other options here though. I mean he he's a surefire one point oh two in my book. I would agree okay. with you. Okay,
1: so you were in agreement.
0: Yeah. There, there was a knock on him. Uh, you know, separation has been an issue, but I've seen all kinds of clips from training camp so far. It looks like he's not having any issue whatsoever. you doing just
1: fine with that, and to be yeah. quite honest with you, when you're 6'4", and you're uh, four, and you have that, that kind of ability uh, that he has to go up and get the ball, I think uh, he'll be just fine. But uh, I have heard the separation knocks. I don't know how founded they are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my surefire 1.02 as well. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, to think of maybe some... some uh, some cons, but that would be who I would take at 1.02 as well.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, from there, uh, 1.03, you can kind of make an argument for a few guys here. Um, I, I have Garrett Wilson as my 1.03. Um, I, I love how he can do everything at wide receiver. Well, um, you know, there, there's not much, there's not much of a knock against him on what he can do as a receiver not the best at anything, but he can, he can handle all sorts of routes and receiver abilities. Uh, he is, he is in a situation on the jets. Um, you know, we don't, we don't know what Zach Wilson's going to be yet. Um, and he also will be competing with Elijah Moore, uh, who had an outstanding rookie year last year. Um, but but as an overall talent, I think Garrett Wilson should be number three in a rookie draft. Uh, you know, he has, he has good speed around a four, three, nine, I believe, um, I could be a little biased being an Ohio State fan, but I think Garrett Wilson should be the number three pick uh, in rookie drafts. What do you think, Ryan?
1: Uh, again, I'm gonna agree with you. I have him as my uh, 1.03 guy as well. Um, all good, all around talent. Uh, like you said, maybe a bit of bias. Just, you know, being from Cleveland, Ohio, there's that Ohio State uh, linkage uh, there. Um, I I think really what just separated him from. Uh, I don't love I don't love his situation with I'm not a big Zach Wilson guy. Mm-hmm. Um I think there is I mean I think he could have been drafted ahead of uh Drake London and the rookies. I might have moved him to one point oh two if he's in a better situation. Um I, like I said though I do like my, my big body receivers, so Drake London stays in front for me. But uh yeah, surefire one point oh three in my book. Um and to to be quite honest with you, I think uh he'll do very well over there.
0: Yeah, agreed. That so I I know we kind of like London for the quarterback situation, but the difference there is that Atlanta should have a new quarterback next year. Absolutely. Where Zach Wilson, he's going to at least get this year and next he's year. He's going to have some time. But... At least being the number two pick in the draft last year, so uh, the, so if Wilson doesn't pan out and they keep giving him a chance, that could affect Wilson a couple of years here. Um, so kind of goes advantage London on that is with the quarterback situation based on that I think.
1: I'm in agreement with you there, and I don't know if eventually we'll kind of. Uh, this might be where. I think this to is right. where we start to uh, disagree. My, my number four is going to be Jamison Williams, uh, the 1.04. I think uh, without that injury, I think he potentially gets drafted uh, in the NFL draft a little bit higher than some of those guys. I think he is uh, has a lot of elite wide receiver traits uh, that we look for. I think he's one of the better wide receivers in this class um and i think you, i think i just read he's not going to be ready uh to play the first yeah week it sounds or like he might miss the first a couple weeks
0: maybe up to a couple of months it's not really clear okay. yet
1: okay so that i think is is why he's getting knocked down i think getting him at 1.04 is uh i think that's right around where where maybe you want to get him with that with that uh that injury i again i do think um if you get him any lower, I think you're getting a steal, to be quite honest with you. I think you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, again, tied to probably not a great quarterback over there, but I think likely the alpha receiver over there. Even and For as much as I like uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, like I think he's the number one over there eventually. So I would draft him 1.04. Yeah,
0: I, I disagree a little bit. I don't have him that high. I have him as my... 1.06 in my personal rankings. I don't disagree with you that he has a high ceiling. I also feel like he has a lower floor than these other guys going in the top half of the first round. I
1: wouldn't disagree. With, I think that's where our I think that's where our uh, strategy starts to differ a little bit. I'm willing to take on more risk uh with some of these guys. Um but yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to.
0: No, yeah. I just think there's more risk, lower floor. Um don't like that he's coming off that ACL either that he tore. Uh, I think it was in the championship game last yeah, year. Yeah, we're
1: seeing guys come back from those injuries. I I agree, but that that's more, just more every single season, and they
0: that's not wrong. I that's just a, that's just enough to give him a slight knock. I understand. Uh, it's not like I don't like him. I just like the other two guys, uh, the other two receivers a little bit more than him that we haven't mentioned yet.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, and that kind of leads me to my next pick, Chris Olave. I have Olave as my 1.04. Um, I'm taking him here in our mock at 1.05. Uh, I feel like he's a very safe pick. Uh, he he doesn't have wide receiver one upside, but I think he should be a high floor guy, potential to be a very safe week in week out wide receiver two, for years to come for your team. Uh, he he's looking good in camp already, making making plays. Uh, you know. We weren't sure how fast he would be, but he ended up running a four three nine, which I think surprised people around the time of the combine. That obviously helped his draft status. Yeah, he was the eleventh pick in the draft, um, and I think he should be a good complement on this team for Michael Thomas, um, who who handles a lot of the short and intermediate routes. And Olave has the ability to run the those deeper routes and more middle of the field, more down the field routes as well. Um I just think he's a safer play than Jameson Williams with enough upside to warrant him being selected ahead of him in a rookie draft.
1: And- I, I would I would agree with you that he is he's definitely the safer option. Um I do like Chris Olave a lot. I could understand taking him in front of Jameson Williams and I actually think that happens that may potentially happen in our league. Uh fingers crossed. But uh I do I like Chris Olave. I think he could end up being I mean, he could end up being the better Ohio State retreat, wide receiver yeah, in, the, in the NFL. I, mean, yeah. I completely understand taking him there. I think mm-hmm. that's a close one. Um, but like you said, I think I went with Jamison Williams ahead of him because of what I felt, you know, he could become in comparison, you know, two, three, four years down the road. Uh, but I'm perfectly okay with Chris Lave uh, mm-hmm. at the 1.05, you said there? Yeah, 1.05. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, I have no problem with that. Uh, I think I had Kenneth Walker at that point. But, uh, you know, again, there might be some bias because pertaining to my team when we get into it, I could use a running back. But um, I don't disagree. Uh, If we move on to 1.06 then. At 1.06, I have Traylon Burks. Uh, And to be quite honest with you, I don't know that it's going to stay like that. He may fall another spot or two, in my opinion. But I know Traylon Burks is kind of... You're a guy, I think you're a little bit higher on him than, than I am. Um, I like him at 1.06. I think he's, a, again, a big body receiver. Um, I think he can go up and get the football. Um, I don't believe he was. He ran a great... Floor. No, he had a disappointed combine, for sure. Yeah, I think it was a 4.55. Five. Um, I liked the spot in the moment. You know, I think there's that idea that he compares well to A.J. Brown and he was going to take over immediately mm-hmm. for A.J. Brown. Yeah. Um, over there with the Tennessee Titans, I uh, don't look. I don't love what's going on in camp. Uh, I didn't get to watch in yeah. the preseason game the other day. I I, I believe he didn't have a catch.
0: Did he he you? might. It wasn't a great practice. performance last night. But no, I, like going back to like, I think it was OTAs. He showed up out of shape. He was yeah. he was sitting out reps because of asthma, which was reported at the time, or, or that might have been the reason he was you know out of breath on the sidelines something along those lines led but him to
1: not to, to not have a great camp and not gel very well with yeah with maybe all of so, those guys over there um i would take him at 1.06 just strictly because of his upside i think um i yeah. do think he he will translate i think he'll get it together i wouldn't expect anything drafting him right away in the first you know 6 weeks of the fantasy season i don't personally wouldn't expect much out of him um unless something clicks here but uh i would take him at 1.06 um, although, you know, there's a couple guys I could, I might potentially take above above him. Yeah, with current events, I guess. But
0: no, yeah. So I, I had Burks as my 1.05. I haven't just I had a Jameson Williams. Okay. He, he, before the NFL draft, I had Burks as my wide receiver one, but slowly been souring on him a oh, little yeah, bit man. more and more based on what's been going on. Uh, you know, I think ultimately, you know, he, he'll get to become a starter this year and get and get some good looks, but. Um, it seems like he's a little behind the rest of the rookie receiver class, at least uh, the ones we've
1: discussed so far and where he is compared to where the others are. I also don't know that the the A.J. Brown comparisons are fair. I think A.J. Brown was mm-hmm. pers- a better talent, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think he's getting that based on him being a big physical receiver, yeah. similar to Brown. He also got a lot of like, Debo Samuel
1: I, comps, I, too. I, yes, I do remember that as well.
0: Based on all the sweeps and... <laughs> You know, the screen routes so he can run, which and run could, after which the catch, which could and
1: could work out in his favor. Right. He's getting more touches and, and being utilized more in the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I disagree with you, but I could definitely understand him. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I for me that's where he would go is one point oh six. So
0: yeah, uh, one point oh seven. I have Kenneth Walker there. I was a little surprised you didn't take him. I, I'm a little surprised you took Burks at one point oh six. I thought you would definitely go with Walker, but. Uh, I do have Walker at 1.07. Um, he he should definitely get an opportunity to at the least to split reps with Rashad Penny this year. Penny's only on a one-year deal too. Uh, Walker should be the main guy for running the ball in Seattle. You know, a year from now. Uh, however, my concern with him is he's just a two-down thumper. I I don't see him as being much of a contributor in the passing game or accruing any you know points for your team in the passing game, and that's really. PPR league, especially, that's really where you want to see your running backs have at least some contribution. Um, I mean, very rarely Derrick Henry is, you know, the prime example or the exception to the rule where, you know, you could be a a top 10 running back without any contribution, basically, in the passing game. Uh, I I think Walker only had 18 receptions throughout his college career, so I, I don't expect him to get to do much in the passing game. He also had pass protection issues as well. Um, so that's my concern with him there. But as a runner, he is dynamic. He's big. He's fast. He can handle, you know, running between the tackles a whole game. Um, but due to those the passing game concerns, I have him as my
1: 1.07. Yeah, I, I, can, I can absolutely understand that. I, I obviously had him a little bit higher than you did. Um, yeah, I think he's got, you know, combined – Uh, 29 receptions in his entire college career if i'm looking at this correctly Uh, okay i had 18 maybe i was wrong but yeah either way not much yeah so i i think that's something that he could learn um i think in that in that off that seattle offense i've noticed um that it's it seems that they tend to use three down three down running backs i know it's been a while since marshawn lynch over there um i think chris carson was pretty effective um when he, got the- when he
0: was healthy, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that was unfortunate. I think my main reason for uh, for really being a little bit higher on him than you is I'm not really a shot penny guy. Um, I think he's yeah. had plenty of opportunities. He seems to come on end of season, couple games, and, and really make you think. I'm not personally sold. I think Kenneth Walker is the better talent over there, and I think he could potentially start to be utilized to, to catch the ball. I, I don't think he's going to be a big pass catcher like the rest of these other guys, but...
0: Yeah, I, it's not that I'm a fan of Rashad Penny. I, I don't. I don't think Penny's there for the long haul. I think he's likely gone after this year if he even stays healthy
1: the full season. But and I think that's why I prop him up a little bit more because I I don't even know who they have after on running back after that. Yeah, the, I don't know if I can name one. I think I they, have were, one
0: they were they tra- were last year passing downs. They were trotting out Travis Homer
1: and DJ Dallas. Travis Homer because I had him on my on my dynasty team for a second. And yes, so they've got a couple. Uh, yeah, they're
0: they're they're nobody, somebody big for fantasy, but. P. Carroll likes doing this. Uh, the one thing that does favor Walker is now that Russ is gone, I think they want to run the ball more, so he might get a few more opportunities based on that.
1: I, I, yeah, I we'll have to see how how what, what, the uh, common theme is, and, and how P. Carroll utilizes the running backs over there in the beginning of the season. I was more concerned when Chris Carson retired. Um, did he officially retire? Yeah, yeah, he did a couple. So. That was who I was worried about taking the pass, the, catching the pass. I know Rashad Penny is 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 good and can uh, yeah, catch the ball absolutely. But Chris Carson is kind of who I, have he's kind of been that third third down change of pace back for a couple years now over there, and with him retiring, I just I think I think he'll be given opportunity, and and whether or not he, you know, ex- excels at catching the ball in the backfield, and I mean remains to be seen. Obviously, you don't there's not a lot to show that he could do it in college, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, definitely.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a possibility based on who else is there right now. I don't disagree. The com- with that, lack but, of competition,
1: I think, is maybe why I have higher. But
0: they, I mean, they were trotting out Homer, Dallas, Alex Collins. Was he was, was he Dallas playing was there last there, year probably, too? Yeah. yeah, they were throwing everybody. They might have even had Adrian Peterson a year or two ago too. I, and they were throwing him out be there. Right. Um, but they're not afraid to throw these you know lesser backs or backs that you know are you know, wash like AP was at the time, basically.
1: My uh, argument there. is that, is those guys have been ineffective. Uh, I agree. I, I think he'll be, I,
0: but I, will Walker be, he went second round of the NFL
1: draft third down back.
0: Uh, yeah, a couple picks after Brees Hall, I think.
1: So I think, I think they'll look to utilize him, but, uh, absolutely get it. Don't disagree. This is the, uh, the next pick is where it starts to get fun. I think
0: I agree. Uh, I feel like this top seven is uh, pretty a pretty, a, a tier in its own. You can, you know, disagree, how we have on where some of these guys go in the top seven, but I think it's pretty clear. I think that's cut. a clear top seven. Yeah,
1: I think somehow it may change in where people are, but I think that's what you're getting. Um, I think I had mentioned it before. Uh, you know, being having number eighth pick, if any of those guys falls into my lap, I'd oh, be thrilled. Yeah, I would take any of those guys. So even with all the negatives that I've said about some of them, like at, at eight overall, if somebody wants to jump and take Sky Moore, or James Cook, or Pickens, or whoever, they're looking at. Whether it's Dotson, I don't know. But I would take whoever fell to me at 8 out of that top 7.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, 8 overall, and I think this is pretty across the board in most people's rankings. I have Skymore. Um, Skymore uh, fits the, the build for me of a receiver who's going to come in in the situation he's in, uh, in over there in Kansas City and really do very well. Um, as we know with Tyreek Hill, no longer over there. There's quite a bit of targets Mm-hmm. To uh for to go around uh I, well I don't know that he'll immediately slot in as a a Tyreek Kill replacement because he's got a couple other wide receivers over there who I think are going to be fighting for some yeah
0: I I agree uh he's in a spot a well. with plenty of upside with Mahomes as his quarterback he he has speed there's not an established number one receiver there you know maybe it's not him right away but Juju's on a one year deal uh they signed MVS to a three year deal I think it was but he's you know, he's shown he's not consistent in the past. Yes. Uh, he's more of a big play guy, um, you know, of like three catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown sort of game here and there. But I, I don't think he's capable of being a number one consistent receiver for the Chiefs. So I think, you know, this year Juju will probably be the top target. Sky Moore will definitely be out there a bunch. I but... imagine.
1: Um, yeah, I think Sky Moore is, is is fast. I mean, if I was going to – any cons, I think maybe potentially I'm concerned that the, that the hype is – building just because of where he went, and mm-hmm. who's throwing him the ball, and, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, everything worked out perfectly, because, you know, right. Tyreek Hill left, he went to one of the best quarterbacks in the league, into a high-powered passing offense, so, I mean, that would be one concern. I still think he'll do well over there. Um, he m- might be a little small, smaller than a receiver, I'd potentially... Yeah, he's a little so, I mean... Th- I don't know that he had much of, a, of an injury issue in college, but, you know... You he does
0: have it. the small school pedigree, too. Yes, that was the other Western thing. Western
1: Michigan, yeah. Um, so, I mean, his, his college stats look great uh, you know, last year. Um, he, kind, I, he kind of looks like he can handle, you know, an NFL load over there. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, has a better season than a lot of these guys that were... Drafted higher, both in the n f l and in rookie drafts, um mm-hmm. so he's my my one point my pretty clear 1.08. so
0: yeah, I would agree that's where I have him too um you made a fair point on the hype too uh, I think a couple of years back the chiefs drafted c e h Yes. roots a in the oh, first there round we go. uh i mean the hype that's a's that's a classic example where the hype is more than the substance there, so uh it's definitely possible you know that the hype could exceed the substance in this case, but I think Moore has a better chance to succeed uh, or a chance to be a lot better than what, you know, Edward Zolaire was two years ago. I, he was going on that, that vaulted Edward Zolaire to 1.01 in every was, rookie draft. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely insane. Over Jonathan Over Taylor. Over Jonathan Taylor.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have any more thoughts, but I'd be interested to know who you took at 1.09. Uh, yeah,
0: so this is where it got a little tough for me. These guys are all kind of close at this point after Sky Moore for me, but I went ahead and picked Jahan Dodson here at 1.09. Okay. Um, I, I like what he can do as a, he has good hands. I like his, how he can handle great the, hands.
1: yeah, his great hands.
0: Yeah. Great hands. He can, hallo, he can uh, run after the catch and, you know, be a short, uh, you know, not far downfield possession guy and get you some yards after the catch. Uh, I think that'll give him an opportunity to produce right away. I think he's already listed as a starter for the, the commanders. I believe so. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz isn't, you know, a great quarterback, but and he has McLaurin there too, but and McLaurin did sign an extension, but I yes. think Dotson could be, you know, the long term you know, number two receiver for Washington. I think he can be
1: I see people all wide over receiver two saying or he three be the in wide fantasy. receiver one over there at some point. I don't know. Maybe how, how i feel about
0: I, I, that. I I do like McLaurin a lot. I don't know that he'll surpass McLaurin as the top option there. It's definitely possible. I'm thinking he's more along the lines of, you know, Jarvis Landry type of receiver
1: yes I mean I could I could definitely see that I had him uh I mean I I think for this exercise I had him 111 but I mean real realistically he's been hanging on my 112 the entire time uh I'm not as fond of Dotson I think he's um a good player I think he may end up being potentially one of those guys who's a better college player and, and, or better. And let's just say better NFL the player, the fantasy football yeah. player. I think that may be likely what he turns into, um, he, I mean, the dude, the dude can catch everything. I love that about him. Again, it's a situation thing where I don't love the quarterback. I'm not mm-hmm. sold that Wentz can support a bunch of high powered yeah. fantasy options.
0: I don't think Wentz is there beyond this year. I think they have a, and I would agree with you yeah. on that.
1: Um, and, and I do like Terry McLaurin, um, at this point much better than I would like Dotson. I think he is the wide receiver one, even though I have mm-hmm. heard rumblings that Dotson could come away with it. But uh yeah, I think uh I, I I don't dislike him there. I would be willing to bet in our draft he goes later than that. Um Yeah. I, I, I know he'll he'll likely go later than that because I have eight nine and ten. <laughs> um Well yeah, there you go.
0: I, I think this might be another situation where it's just our personal strategies vary. yeah. You, you you prefer shooting on the higher Upside at this point in the draft, uh, and I, you know, hey, if like, he
1: turns into Jarvis Landry, that's a great find. Right, one. I
0: he's more of a safe pick with a higher floor. I feel like and more of a sure thing to contribute to a fantasy team, which is why I pick him here over the other guys that were available.
1: Okay, and that, I mean that's that's fair. I mean I, so, I moving on then to one ten, I have James Cook. Um, to be quite honest with you, if I didn't have eight, t- nine, and ten, I might have taken James Cook a little higher, but I'm trying to be reasonable and, and, and not have that kind of bias. Um, so I took him at 10 where I felt he would, is a pretty fair spot for him to go. Um, I'm pretty high on James Cook and what he can do in that offense. Um, little, I mean, he's obviously got the name, uh, you know, brother of Dalvin Cook. Um, but, I mean, he he's, he doesn't fit the three down build, I'll give you that. Um, but then again, neither did, it did guys like Alvin Kamara when he came to the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that he's necessarily on that level, but if he gave you,
0: yeah, that's like a best case scenario. If he gave you
1: seventy five percent of of what Alvin Kamara yeah. gives you, I think that's a that's a pretty good haul at one ten, and especially in potentially uh, you know this draft, which I think is heralded as just kind of a lower mm-hmm. lower draft class in general. So I, I like him there. Uh, I think they'll. I think they took him. High. I w- wasn't expecting him to go in the second round like that. Um, I thought maybe he might be drafted a little later than that, or where he went. So. I think the draft pedigree helps me feel good about him. I think uh, it worries me a little bit that Josh Allen is going to be just la- launching deep balls, but I think that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I think they spent the pick on him. I think they want to use him. I also think I think he can. Ca- he's not going to be a dink and dunk type running back. He can. He can line up as a wide receiver and catch the balls. I think
0: that that I think he'll need to do that to to live right. up to where he's going in rookie
1: drafts. Um, would I- you? Is he? Would you? He would be your third-ranked running back in this class, though. Oh yeah, obviously okay.
0: Hall Walker ahead of him. I my concern is being in Buffalo, Josh Allen doesn't uh, dump it off to the running
1: back. That's often. my one concern.
0: And also at the red zone, Josh Allen runs in you know what
1: also a concern.
0: six seven touchdowns a year. That takes away tu- you know potential running back touchdowns. To, there as to, well. to
1: argue that though, I think they're a high-powered offense and they're going to be in the red zone quite a bit. Agreed. So I think it's nice to be on a team that's going to see the red zone um, and even get those opportunities to to be near it. Um, and I, I do think he'll get some carries every week. Uh, how many, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on any of the running backs over there. I mean, yeah, I agree. Sig- I mean, Singletary, Singletary,
0: Moss, they're not long-term guys. I think Singletary's going into his last year there.
1: I believe when I first started Dynasty, you told me talent rises. Yep. And uh, I think he's the most talented back, and I think they'll look for ways to keep him out there um, and, and really utilize him uh, in all facets of the game. So I, I like him at 110. Um I think this year if he can give you wide receiver three numbers, I think that's a win. Running back three? I'm sorry. Running back three numbers, that's a win. If he gives you wide receiver three, um, <laughs> three numbers, that's great. Um, but, yeah, I think if he gives you running back three numbers. Um,
0: yeah, I think it'll be in the conversation for flex plays, that. you know, at some point this season. It might not be right away. I don't know how quickly they incorporate them. Or, you know, they might get to Singletary.
1: Yeah, This is I mean, a lot of run early on. This is where I take on a little more risk uh, here as well, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think he's going to be Elvin Kamara? No. Is there a, poss- a small possibility he could turn into something? Like- I mean, even if he's turned into a Darren Sproles-type player. I mean, I would take that yeah. all day in our league. Um, so I take him here. Um, there might be a little bit of bias because I am running back needy. Um, and I no, I mean, you're not. You're like not not But I think 110 broad, is yeah. fair for him.
0: I had him at 111, um, okay. so I'm right there. Um I had at 110, who I'll take... Well, uh, with 111, our mock here is
1: George Pickens. Been waiting to talk about him. Uh, I know on. you
0: love George Pickens. Been I was, was a little surprised him. you didn't pick him over Cook there, but I, I get where you're coming from.
1: Uh, to help you, I had him at nine. I had okay. Sky Moore, George Pickens, and then James Cook at ten.
0: Okay, so you went with Cook over. So I did go. with okay.
1: Pickens
0: over Cook. So for Pickens, uh, he's a big <clears throat> physical receiver. Uh, you know, he's he's showing in camp already. He can make plays. I I do like his talent. Um, you know, he's got a little bit of a concerning injury and maturity past, which is kind of why I don't where I know where am. the maturity
1: stuff's coming from because I, I don't know if that happened in the interviews uh, did it did something happen in college with him' Cause yeah
0: he he did get it
1: it didn't seem like it was anything big when I read about it but it it I thought they were getting these maturity issues from whenever the, when they were doing their team interviews during the uh, combine and stuff but uh, that's fine I mean that's not enough to I think if there's any team that can handle maturity issues it it is the Steelers. I think they
0: can. Uh, yeah, so help I think that along, he was suspended for fighting.
1: He's a kid. Yeah, I we all mean, fight in college.
0: Sure, but um, it's not something you want to see. It's not, you know, there's a lot worse maturity issues we've seen from other players in the past. Absolutely. So it's not on that level.
1: But um, go ahead, I didn't mean. To interrupt. no, no, you're really good. Excited to talk about
0: him. He, I think he definitely has opportunity to eventually be the top option in Pittsburgh Um, I I don't think Claypool is a long term option but you know it it could be a slow burn based on their quarterback situation right now I think they're
1: not loving that yeah and I think they're they're a good
0: enough team where they're not going to get a top draft pick
1: unfortunately I think you're right
0: so they're going to have to either trade up or make a trade or free agent acquisition Um, but you know I I don't know that the quarterback situation gets much better in the next years for George Pickens
1: that would be my main concern uh, with him. I, I I do, I am a firm believer that he's potentially, you know, an alpha receiver, one, uh, maybe even like a top three receiver from this class. I think he's just that good. Mm-hmm. Um, big, fast, can go, can catch the ball. You know, like you said, big physical. He can go up there and get the ball. Uh, I think the maturity issues are a little overblown, personally. So I would take the discount with that. Uh, it, the injury issue issue I think is also I think that's how you're going to get discounts on some of these guys. Agreed. I Agree, That's how yeah. these guys fall, and, I, and I'm more than happy to take them. Um, everything I've read I've read is because of uh, the Deontay Johnson, Holden, and the uh, was the, did Jace Claypool get injured for a second? He was off, he, He's had a lot of times with the. He's running with the ones a lot, getting a lot of good Yeah, he's been getting some runs. He looks good.
0: Deontay's back, but yeah, Pickens know has still been back, making
1: plays. But he's been out there. I mean, I, well, he's just been able to get in front of the coaches and I think yeah. impress and get himself on the field a little bit quicker mm-hmm. than I think anybody thought. I'm personally very high on him. I think he's going to do very, very well. And uh,
0: Yeah, I think it just might be a slower happy to development him. for him to actually live up to that based on his situation the Miles to feed currently in Pittsburgh. But to,
1: to even go back to that, I think uh, you know, I think uh Trubisky's shown he can he can maintain a wide receiver one, and that may But Palante is Johnson. that Deontay?
0: Is that Clay Playo? Is that Pickens? I think that Fryermuth.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I think Najee I think
0: Harris is going to catch some balls.
1: A lot of Miles to feed. Yeah. But I think he's the alpha out of that out of that crew. I think he's a true alpha wide receiver. Uh and unfor- I mean, we've seen Pittsburgh be able to maintain multiple Wide receivers, granted that was with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. uh, but I have hope in that organization to to figure it out at quarterback very quickly. Uh, they've been, a, you know, as much as it pains me to say, being a Cleveland Browns fan, they've been a very well put mm-hmm. together organization, very well run organization. Yep. Not bad too too often, and I think they will get back to to being just fine at quarterback, you know, one way or another. And I think right. they will. So I'm I'm happy to. I, you said you'd take him at 111? Yeah. I think I had him at 109, but I'm happy to get him anytime after.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's seven. definitely a back half of the first-round pick. You know, anywhere between 8 and... Well, I think we both agreed on more at 8, but anywhere between 9 and 12. I he's, think any order for these guys we went over would make sense. You can make an argument for
1: Well, he's the one guy, I'll tell you, I would be disappointed if they took him in the top 7. Okay. Because um, I, really, I really am that high on him that if he... Even if I got a guy like... Uh, I would imagine it would probably be somebody like Alave or Williams that that's dropping at 8. If somebody took him to the top 7, I actually might even be just a tiny bit disappointed because I really do like him. Um, but we'll have to see what happens tomorrow because it wouldn't surprise me if somebody reaches for somebody like Sky Moore or George or It's, George yeah, it's or not James out Ford. of the realm of
0: possibility. I don't think it's likely, but it, it could happen.
1: Um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so, big fan of him. Um, Who do you have for 112 in on our mock? So I've wrestled with this. Uh, it, I've 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 went between, We've already talked about John, uh, Dotson, so I've had him there for in the last month. Uh, I have since settled on. I call me crazy, but I'm going to say Alec Pierce, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to yeah. veer away from <laughs> away from the consensus. I think the consensus there would have you with all the players we talked about. I think Christian Watson would be who people are going to take there. Um, I I think that's I liked Christian Watson. I really bought into the hype when he was drafted by the Green Bay Packers in, in the second round there. And uh, big receiver, fast receiver, I mean I think he tested pretty much out of yeah. out of this world on every almost every single measurable. I think he might have that, I don't think helped. he did so well in agility for whatever reason. That's what I him to where he got drafted. And yeah. I think this is a you know, I think I think those combine scores, I think those um the 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 team that he got drafted by just i think with Devonte adams leaving i think this is another example of somebody who mm-hmm. the stars aligned and now he's potentially being drafted maybe a, a little bit more than where i'd like to take him um and that's somebody who did like him but i would take alec pierce alec pierce uh played for cincinnati i know he didn't get a whole lot of uh run over there in that offense but when he did he looked like an alpha receiver. I mean he's he's big. I, don't, I think he's 63 or 64. Mm-hmm. Six, I think he left. ran a 44 s- four, four. one I have him at. So I mean he's big, he's fast. I mean I watched some of his highlights. Again, he can he can body these these smaller backs mm-hmm. and go up and get that football. I like him a lot. I think he's in a situation that you know, Michael Pittman is the wide receiver one over there. I don't think by any means he's going to be Buddies gets to learn from Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan has shown that he can support uh, two wide receivers. You know, albeit this mm-hmm. was years ago, but when he was supporting Ryan oh, yeah. and Julio Jones, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. So I think he definitely is going to get some some targets over there. And yeah. I really well, like him at the one twelve. At,
0: at the least, he's going to have an opportunity right away to be the wide receiver too, for the Colts. Absolutely. But I don't know there's, if there's I mean, yeah, like
1: Paschal maybe, but he's no
0: Pascal's in Philly now. I now think. Pascal, yeah. Who am I
1: thinking of that uh, they they had high hopes for? I, had a kid. I don't know. I
0: mean, he's competing with guys like Ashton Doolin, Mike Strachan. I. Uh, it's gonna They, they might have somebody. There's like somebody it. else there, there. But regardless, he, he's clear cut number two on that team for as a oh, receiver. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I. I don't. I don't hate the pick. Um.
1: Paris Campbell is who. I oh think yeah. yeah. They saw Paris over Campbell. There. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: he, he. He's healthy right now, and he's making plays in camp. Um. But we'll see how long. Yeah. You know, he. He holds health because he's shown he's not been able to do he's that not, NFL. yeah. Um, so get on the field, and Campbell's going to be more of a slack
1: guy anyway. And yeah, I think they do two different things.
0: Yeah, Pierce plays more on the outside, so yeah, I, I don't hate the pick. I personally would have taken Watson. Um, this is kind of where I start to go more upside than safety net. Okay. Uh, I feel like so I, that's why I would go Watson at twelve. Okay. Um, but I'm right there with Pierce as a consideration for that pick for me. Um, so that's our top twelve for our rookie draft. Let's talk about a couple guys maybe we left out that you can argue could go to could go there.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I think Rashad White, or Rashad White is 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 the obvious one there. Yeah. Um, obviously, Christian Watson we just spoke about he didn't fall in our top twelve with where I yeah just, Watson obviously. Um, I don't know. I, I think Damian Pierce, depending on what you what you need and how I think there's an argument to be made that he could have a mm-hmm. you know he could have an impact this year. Is he you know a top two talent by any means? I don't yeah. think so, but I think he's in a situation where if you or myself need that extra help at running back to kind of push for that third and final championship, I think he makes sense.
0: Right. No, I, I agree. Those are the next two guys I have after Watson and Pierce, or Rashad White and Damian Pierce. Okay. Both of them have a build where they could be, you know, potential three down backs at some point. Absolutely. Um, you know, Pierce should get an opportunity sooner than later being in Houston with Marlon Mackis' top competition. Yeah um Chad white will be behind Leonard fournette but if something were to happen to fournette white should get a chance yeah, to, I think he's to play a more at
1: that point i think he's i think they sprinkle him
0: in you know this year too. when fournette's healthy but you know he should definitely get a chance to be the running back too at least on that team for now and fournette is aging so he's had injuries in the past so we'll see maybe he gets a chance
1: yeah i think uh i would agree with both of those i don't i'm trying to think of any other guy i think that could sneak in there but uh yeah, I think for, for my one twelve, I'd go with Alec Pierce. I think in my personal yeah. opinion, it's it's Christian Watson, uh, Alec Pierce, Damian Pierce, and, and White. Sure, I, I would agree that's the top, top fifteen 12. guys or so we have right there. Yeah,
0: um, you know, guys like Jalen Tolbert are getting some hype based on situation. I don't know how
1: I feel about that. Um, I like
0: him as a you know an earlier second round pick, but I I can't make any consideration for him over the guys we discussed.
1: I mean, you know who I'll, I don't. I wouldn't move him into the first round, but I would. I think that he's vaulting into early second round for me is uh, Dobbs Romeo Dobbs. Uh, yeah, and
0: I think he's getting a lot of hype.
1: I think I think it's tough trying trying to to discern what what is hype out of camp like that. But when Aaron Rodgers is complimenting you and saying that you know, you know, you're doing really well over there and you come along real fast, like I personally think that that means something. And he's getting a lot of action. Uh, I think Watson was dealing with Christian Watson. was dealing with a little bit of an injury, so I think he's got a little more run over there. But he's somebody who with the Christian Watson pick, where I'm like, well, I could get a Green Bay receiver, you know, playing over there who you know maybe looks good, and I can get him in the middle of the second round. I'm happy taking that over, maybe Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, that also might have been why I leaned out of in that in that right. situation at 112. Um, so I don't know. How you? If there's any other guys you've
0: no, I mean that that's really those it. would be my
1: guys. Yeah, well, I think we mentioned them. Even Tolbert and 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 Dobbs probably around. Yeah, Tolbert, time. there's Dobbs. Uh, you know the next guys after. Let him. me ask you this before we you know kind of end this rookie. How do you feel about David Bell? Because he's going mid second in a lot of mocks drafts that I'm saying. Yeah,
0: I mean he's another guy where kind of like Tolbert, where it's more situational based. Uh, I think he's an okay talent, but I mean, he had
1: great college stats. He did. I mean, he he yeah
0: he he could maybe a lot of people say he can potentially just be a one for one step in for Land Jarvis Landry. I mean, we're Browns fans. I hope so. I hope that I hope he can pan I out. Hope but that's the case. Um, I mean, I think he's a safe uh, mid second round pick, though.
1: Okay, okay, that was the only other uh, guy that I would consider I mean, like the top right fifteen, seventeen, eighteen pick. Yeah, I I feel like there's quite after the top. You know, our top twelve, we then we mentioned Watson, White, and Pierce, Pierce. Yeah. I feel like there's a teardrop, a big teardrop after that. I do as well. Um I don't know that there's really any quarterback you're gonna want in this draft. I mean, uh it's one a, in a one Q B league, I mean Pickett's a third round pick at best. Yes. Yeah. Tight ends are uh scarce, I think, after um Trey McBride. Trey McBride. I like Dolchich. Is it Jelani Woods? Am I saying that? Johnny, right? Woods. Johnny he's been, Woods. he's he's been having uh, a rough camp, from what I've seen. I have seen that as well. I know a lot of he was a lot of people's sleeper pick. I think yeah, to big athletic tight ends. Right after the draft, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, I'm going to be looking to trade probably some of my second round picks. I think I just have the one later second round You only pick. have so
0: many roster spots, so yeah. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, and, and really, once it gets into the third and fourth rounds, I don't have too much interest in a, in a lot of these guys. No, yeah, it's no, a couple guys I'll throw a dart.
0: Yeah, t- we're throwing a dart at later, but nothing too exciting. So, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, let's we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Yeah. I may still look to trade out of my picks. Nobody seems to want them. Uh, So...
0: We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I I fully expect to be coming away with uh, Sky Moore, uh, George Pick- Pickens, and uh, James Cook.
0: Yeah. Uh I. Yep. I. I. I would think that's who you're getting, then. I don't think the top seven will change. But who knows?
1: I would be nothing would surprise me in our league. Yeah, we'll see.
0: All right. Well, um, that's it for our rookie mock draft and our rookie talk today. Next episode next week. Uh let's review our rookie draft that's, yeah, that's... going on this weekend talk about some of the results there where some guys went any surprises um any trades any big trades that happened during the draft we can discuss that on our next episode as well um so
1: i think know, that'll get us through that yeah i think that'll make for a pretty yeah jam-packed show
0: we'll have some good content for you uh we'll review our draft and any trades um and that'll be our show next week so uh, we will we'll talk to you all then
1: thanks